You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. A lot of us are approaching life with our heads down, acting like peasants, literally putting other people on pedestals, being way too nice, and missing out on so many potential connections just because of the way that we carry ourselves through life. And of course, we learn this through trauma. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to introduce the topic of queen energy. And how to shift your energy from behaving like a people pleasing servant to a sovereign, confident queen who attracts and doesn't chase. All the juicy stuff right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, besties, and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Zhang, relationship coach, healer, and former therapist. And I'm really excited about today's conversation because these are some newer pieces of language that I'm slowly introducing into my own programs, into my own coaching. And I thought, hey, might as well bring this onto the podcast. And we're going to be talking about the difference between a peasant energy and queen energy and how to start shifting yourself into the more aligned version of you that carries yourself with confidence and grace in this world. You know, when I was younger, well, in high school, in fact, I suffered from very severe social anxiety, I would say. I even wrote a short story in grade 10, just documenting my social anxiety shenanigans. You know, I would remember walking down the hallway and just looking down, staring at the tiles on the floor. When I ate lunch in the cafeteria, I always made sure to avoid eye contact with everyone else. I was terrified of even looking people in the face. And it felt like I was on a stage with a spotlight on me. And that every given moment, everyone was analyzing my motion, how I was looking, how I was dressed. And sometimes I really got a bit delusional and I would imagine that people were just talking about me. Like I walked past a group of folks at school. They just might be giggling about, you know, their own inside jokes. And I always thought it was about me. Oh, they're laughing. It must be about me. Oh, they're looking away. It must be about me. And it's a very terrible way to live. It took me a long time to work through that. And I can confidently say I don't feel that anymore. I really don't give enough what people think about me now. And I feel really good about going out anywhere. But that's not where I started. And when we have the language of archetypes, it really does describe how we feel. I was essentially behaving and treating myself like a peasant and my behavior was exactly mimicking that. So we're going to be talking about peasant energy and queen energy. And by the way, I'm simply talking about this in terms of archetypes and symbolism. 
I'm not calling you a peasant, okay? If that's what you're thinking, nobody is a peasant. If you do think that, that's your own projection, right? Because maybe on some level you really do think of yourself that way. But I'm talking about peasant energy, which is actually about how we treat ourselves. All right, it has nothing to do with what you actually do, what you actually look like. It has nothing to do with actually being royalty or not. These are just collective archetypes, signs and symbols that exist in all cultures that we understand that represent these different parts of us. All right, so inner child is one part of you, the inner child, the eternal child, but we also have other parts of us, like the inner critic. The inner queen or king, the inner jester, the inner saboteur, right? We have so many different parts of us because we are all multifaceted, complex beings. And if you're walking around acting like everyone's servant with this chronic nice girl syndrome or nice guy syndrome, then the queen archetype has a lot of work to do in this scenario. And I want you to be able to feel like you can confidently go out there with your head up and your chin held high and feel strong in your essence about who you are and to be able to attract love this way, right? And so archetypes have existed for many, many years. And the way that we behave and the types of parts that we embody are truly deeply conditioned in our ancestry, in our DNA. And we can really call certain parts out. So as I mentioned, this has nothing to do with your appearance, but it has everything to do with how you carry yourself in the world. And so what we're really doing is holding up a mirror to our own faces and recognizing our own toxic traits, times where we are not in integrity with ourselves, and seeing how we might need to change certain things about ourselves that are really not serving us. And, you know, speaking of integrity, it's very interesting how sometimes I'll get some folks who will book consultations with my team because they're very upset about their toxic relationships. People are always ghosting them. They're always feeling ignored or abandoned by their relationships. And then they ghost me. <laughs> Literally, I'll be chatting with them via email and I will never hear from these people again. They just poof, just disappear. And I never get a clear yes or no from them. They just evaporate. And so integrity, right? Are you in integrity with what you really want? And are you showing up in your own interactions with people the way that you want to be treated? And this is, again, a perfect example how if you keep attracting unavailable people, it means that you are on some level emotionally unavailable yourself. And you probably do the same things to other people in the same way that these relationships are treating you and you may not even be aware of it yet. All right, so definitely try to be respectful and noticing your own communication skills. All right. So this thing about integrity is truly about how you treat yourself and others behind closed doors. So that's really point number one that I want to bring up today. And you just simply want to ask yourself, holding that metaphorical mirror up to your own face and ask yourself, how do I actually behave and treat myself and other people when no one else is looking? 
when it's the middle of the night and it's just me, when there's nobody I'm trying to impress or please? Am I still behaving and living my life in true alignment with what it is that I say I want? And if not, why? Why not? Why aren't I? And listen, this is not about perfectionism. I believe that we are always a work in progress. There's always things that we can continue to work on and expand about ourselves. But without that honest self-introspection, we're not going to be able to catch our own blocks. And more often than not, and I'm going to go a little bit deep with this one, we're afraid of the things that we actually want because it means that we have to give something up in order to get something. It happens all the time. Right. So, for example, let's say your doctor says your cholesterol is really high. You need to start eating healthy, you know, eat more vegetables. And you're like, yes, I'm motivated. I'm going to start eating more healthy. And you do well for a while and then you stop. And it's because in order to eat more healthy, it also means that we're going to have to give up on all the craft dinner we've been eating every single night, all the donuts and gummy worms and stuff that we're binging on at night, right? And when we do something long enough, that becomes part of our identity. It becomes part of our sense of self. It becomes you. And it seems silly to think that giving up gummy worms is giving up yourself, but the ego sees that as part of who you are. So when I ask people to change, saying, hey, become healthy, heal yourself. Or if your fitness coach says, hey, we're going to become really fit. That's what the front of your mind hears. But you know what your ego hears? Your ego is hearing that I want you to give up yourself. That I want you to leave behind a part of you and your identity. And that terrifies the ego right? And so when I look back at my own toxic behavior, you know, I brought up the ghosting situation and it doesn't happen often. Like overwhelming majority of folks I work with are so, so lovely people who are so ready to do this work. You know, they're ambitious, they're gung-ho, they're all in. But of course, occasionally there's a few folks who kind of flip-flop around a little bit. And I used to be that way too, right? I have like one foot in, one foot out, just kind of getting in my own way. And that's because ghosting or being irresponsible was kind of safe for me because it meant that I didn't have to do anything, right? Not taking responsibility for things it meant that I always had an escape plan. It meant that I could always weasel my way out of any situation and just not look at it, not face the consequences of my own actions, right? And part of the ego is really afraid of giving that up because that is survival. That is what we needed in order to get through things. And so part of why you might be afraid of giving up that peasant energy or that nice girl syndrome is there is a part of you that really identifies with it. And you feel like you're giving up a part of yourself to become something new. All right. So we want to be really mindful of what this is. Now, in my opinion, you're actually not giving up parts of you. You're simply integrating and becoming more of who you really are. So it's actually not a loss. And we're going to talk about that in a sec. 
So point number one, how do you treat yourself and others and how do you carry yourself behind closed doors when no one is watching? And this is a very excellent journaling exercise. So feel free to pause this episode if you want to really reflect on yourself. So the second thing is that I want to talk about the difference between queen energy and peasant energy. So peasant energy, also known as people pleasing, nice girl, nice guy, is a very closed off energy and it's very inauthentic because it almost seems like there's no agency. We're constantly in reaction to other people like a servant or a slave. You don't have your own sense of freedom or will. You're just doing what you think your master wants you to do, i.e. everybody else. With peasant energy, you feel like you're beneath others and you put everyone else on a pedestal. And I get that with a lot of women I work with, that as soon as they get into a healthy relationship, they kind of put that healthy person on a pedestal or they put secure people on a pedestal, which is ridiculous, right? Because secure people are just people just like us. And that's one of the mindsets that I help these clients work through by putting themselves on equal footing as the healthy people that they're dating now. You're always accommodating and serving others. You're trying to anticipate other people's needs before they even say it. And you tend to worship people who mistreat you, right? It almost feels like Stockholm Syndrome, especially in romantic relationships. You are begging and pleasing and pleading. And it almost seems like the more someone pushes you away, the more you feel this impulse to try harder and make them see your worth and win them over. And oh my goodness, it is exhausting. There's this contracting energy about this where you make yourself small, you stay small and invisible and voiceless until you basically become nothing, right? You feel like you have to be nothing in order to exist in this world. And of course, that really does come from the fawn trauma response, which we talked about in previous episodes, and that is peasant energy. And again, this comes from the fact that you are thinking of yourself as a peasant, which you're not. Queen energy, on the other hand, is very open. It is magnetic, right? There is this expansive feeling about it. It's abundant. Queen energy is all about attracting, not chasing. It's about unwavering standards about the way that you know you deserve to be treated and never accepting anything less than that. Queen energy is about understanding that rejection simply means redirection to something even better and more aligned for you and not taking it personally. Queen energy is about seeing red flags as warning signs and not as invitations. And it's truly about embodied confidence and owning who you are. And ultimately, queen energy is about choosing to believe that you are a freaking queen and it's time to go put on your crown, girl. Put on that crown. And notice how I said that peasant energy has this closed off feeling about it, which makes sense because you tend to be looking down a lot. Your body image is small and shrinking, right? It's energetically cut off. And queen energy feels flowing and fun and expansive and just oh, feels very good. 
And it's the difference between someone who has a closed for business sign and someone who has an open for business sign, right? People can sense your energy. And, you know, we kind of talked about that in episode 91 around the ways that you might be repelling commitment unconsciously. And so I know what you're thinking right now. You might be thinking, okay, that's cool. But what does queen energy have anything to do with the inner child? Um, hello, <laughs> what's the connection here? And let me tell you that it has everything to do with it, right? I mentioned earlier that we all have various different parts of us. And the aligned queen energy is truly integrated with all of these different parts of herself, where the inner child and the adult are merged and integrated into one. So not only are you feeling powerful and confident and sovereign, you're also feeling playful and kind and loving. So it's almost like the inner princess and the inner queen are intermingled. And it was only until I understood this integration piece that I fully stepped into my queen energy and I've been able to attract all kinds of things into my life. This was not too soon before I was able to call Andrew into my life and other friends who have become long time connections. It really does change your energy. And in week five of our soulmate program, we actually do a huge deep dive into meeting all of these different parts of ourselves. And, you know, recently I'm going to be kind of adding on to this by really focusing on embodying that queen energy. So the third thing I really wanted to touch upon today was really about that integration piece. Do you give yourself permission to be more than one thing? Do you recognize how there are parts of you that want to be like water and really flowy and fun? And these other parts of you also thrive with structure and control and confidence. And if you can even recognize that these are these various parts of yourself and pick out the one that is that inner queen, all you have to do is choose to let them out. And I know this is a very simplified way of talking about it, but seriously, give it a try. Call out the queen inside you and ask that part of you, what do you need to do to feel fully embodied in your queendom. And you will notice that your body language and the way that you maneuver yourself in this world is gonna be different, right? My queen sits up straight and looks people in the eye. My queen really likes to do her hair and her nails. You know, I like pretty pink and purple things and gold things and adorning myself with things that make me feel pretty or comfortable or abundant or aligned. And this varies from day to day. I have a whole bunch of fuzzy pink pajamas and things like that. Some days that makes me feel like a queen, you know, head to toe, fuzzy pink, everything, fuzzy pink socks, slippers. And that makes me feel very good. And other days, I really like to dress up. You know, I got a pretty dress on. I like to curl my hair, you know, do my eyelashes. I like to use fancy creams on my body to really nourish and indulge myself and my senses in a way that makes me feel like I'm just dripping in metaphorical gold. And it feels really good. And sometimes I will just imagine my walls coming down and just feeling really open and connected to the things around me. 
And that's been a really great way of me feeling really open. All right, so I'm going to share a quick little exercise here that really helps me step into my queendom and feel connected to everyone and everything around me. I swear to goodness, when you try this, you're going to feel a difference in the way that people respond to you. It's going to open you up in a whole different way. So all you need to do is find something that you regularly eat or drink, like a cup of coffee or, I don't know, raisin or something. But for me, I'm going to use a cup of coffee as an example. I have one right now. Big surprise, right? Hmm. So I would just go ahead and sit with a cup of coffee or take a sip of the coffee and imagine the coffee beans that this coffee was created from. And then I would literally go backwards in time from how this crushed cup of coffee beans appeared into my cup. So I think back to the grocery store and how, huh, it's probably a bunch of university students working a summer job who unpacked the boxes of coffee beans, put it on the shelf, and how it's passed through the hands of so many people at the supermarket. And before the supermarket, it arrived in a truck. And this truck probably came from the mountains or overseas. And maybe there was an elderly man who drove the truck and he was working this job in order to support his family of five children. And that came from the coffee bean farm with all of these amazing coffee farmers working under the sun, growing these plants, watering and nurturing and taking care of this beautiful plant that came from the earth and what their lives must be and what they're working for. And maybe some of them are aspiring to be a scientist. Maybe some of them want to go back to school. Maybe some of them are poets and painters and writers. Or maybe they really love coffee and they each have a story and they each have dreams and hopes and people that they love. And even the coffee bean plant itself, which came from the soil, which grew from the sun and the sun shining its rays of light from bajillions of light years away. And the only reason that we can survive with the sunlight is because our earth is on a weird tilt on the axis. That's the only reason why we can thrive and flourish on earth. And holy moly, sweet James Brown, now all of a sudden it feels like the entire universe and world is conspiring to work together. Every single person whose hands and stories this coffee bean has passed through all work together to make me this cup of coffee on my table right now as I'm talking to you. Wow, if that doesn't make you feel connected, <laughs> I don't know what would be. Because whether you like it or not, none of us could exist in our lives if it wasn't for other people. There is not a single thing in your life, not a single thing in your life that would be possible if it wasn't for other people, the community around us, right? From the water pipes that go through your building, from the people who invented Wi-Fi and built the device that you're listening on, right? You don't even know who they are. You don't even know the struggles and the story, the struggles and the lives that they've been through. The person who designed your window to your 
desk, right? When we take all of this for granted, and that is why we are never alone. We are always connected. And when you, do you feel that, guys? When you remember the connection that we're all in, the walls can come down, right? And that's when you can step into your queendom. Try it out on your own. Don't just listen to me. Try this out with your own, you know, coffee cup or tea or cookies or snack or whatever it is that you're munching on, and see how your energy changes. And go outside and interact with a few people, and you will be able to see them in a different light. And if you really like this experiment, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram, telling me what you notice, what you experience. Right? I would love to hear from you. And that's it. And that's gonna kind of wrap up my episode for today. So we talked about call to action number one, journal question: How do you treat yourself and others behind closed doors? Number two, we talked about the difference between the open queen energy and the closed-off nice girl, nice guy, peasant energy. And number three, how the queen energy is really about integrating all the parts of herself, the good and the bad, the perfect and the imperfect, all into one, and using this coffee bean exercise to help you feel connected with every single thing and being in the world, so that you too can feel connected and to step into your queendom. And that's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. And I am planning to write some kind of book or something, which will be like the book to end all books on women's dating. To really embody this queen energy, you know, that's just something I'm manifesting in the back of my mind. However, if you are someone who hears yourself in today's episode and you're thinking, "Oh, geez, like I have been living in my peasant energy for way too long," definitely want to check out our free workshop called "The Secrets of How to Attract an Emotionally Available Relationship." And we designed this workshop for ambitious women who are tired of begging people to stay, convincing them of your worth, and maybe you're sabotaging relationships with your own rollercoaster emotions, and you feel very motivated to find a way out of this and create that loving, safe relationship. Please check out my free workshop. Just go to gethealthylove.com. Or you can click the link in the show notes below. We've had hundreds of people go through this workshop already, and they've all said raving things about what they've learned about themselves. So I highly, highly recommend it. And you know, if you like this podcast, you're definitely going to love the workshop. So go ahead and register there. In the meantime, my loves, I will see you on Instagram at by Gloria Zhang, and I hope you have a beautiful day and an abundant life. Bye for now, queens. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at bygloriazang or visit bygloriazang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words "high achiever" and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.
Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There, you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!